Welcome to the Talented Learning Show with John Lay, Episode 5. Today I interview Chris Shanks, LMS Administrator at Dairy Queen, about the challenges and best practices of delivering training to over 6,000 franchise locations and their employees. You can find more of our content at TalentedLearning.com. Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series with your host and independent tech analyst, John Lay. On this show, I interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspective. Our guest today is Chris Shanks, LMS Administrator at Dairy Queen, a franchisor organization with over 6,000 franchisee locations worldwide in 18 countries, representing well over 100,000 uh, franchise uh, employees. Chris, welcome and, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, we can't wait to to get through uh, get through some some uh, good learning and, and experiences today on um, uh, maybe nightmares are strong words, but administrative challenges <laughs> to uh, challenges is a good word. Yeah, to juggle uh, all the complexity of managing uh, franchisee locations and and how uh, you go about both logistically, practically, and from a business standpoint. Uh, providing training. Uh, I got a soft spot in my heart for uh, Dairy Queen. When growing up in rural Pennsylvania, that's where we gathered on Friday and Saturday nights. You know, after the games, we drive around the parking lot, cruising. We called it, and that's where all the that's that's where all the cool kids went, or so we told ourselves. So we were probably uh, more trouble than we were worth. Is, is my... <laughs> well, and that's what we love. Our brand's 78 years old, so we love hearing stories. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of the brand is part of everybody's childhood memory. It is mine as well, so it definitely attracted me to this job. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Well, Chris, tell us about yourself and uh, your role at, at Dairy Queen. I mean, that's a perfect uh, place to start. Sure. My, uh, my role really has been education almost my entire life. I started as an eighth grade science teacher, uh, did that for four years, and then I lived in Kansas City at the time and worked for the North Kansas City School District on a program where we created a online learning system for people studying for their GED classes. So I did that for the next couple years before I moved into the corporate world, really focused on uh, technology and training in that with that, that company in Kansas City for 12 years and just recently moved to Minneapolis to be a part of the Dairy Queen team. I was brought here really to work. We were in the middle of transitioning from one vendor to another vendor. And so I was brought on to be the implementation manager and project manager project manager for that rollout. Um, since we've rolled out, we've been live about a year and a half now. So now my job really is all about engagement of the LMS, continuing to adapt and evolve the learning management system to really engage our crew, engage our managers in the process. Um, so that's what we've been working on for the last year. Wow. Wow. Great. Great, great experience. Uh, I, I know from experience, uh, the rollout of uh, an international learning system is is uh, no child's play. Uh, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of moving balls in the air. You know, if, with six thousand independent franchise locations in, in all these different uh, countries, you know, what are the you know, what are the you know what are the challenges uh, that uh, you know the top two or three challenges that you encounter every day in, in trying to manage the complexity of that? So Dairy Queen may be unique in the, so I have several, but one of the ones is that Dairy Queen may be unique in the fact that we have, our stores are not 
all the same. They don't always all have the same menu. Mm. So um, if you visited a Dairy Queen, it, you know, there are some stores that only have treat only, and they're only open for certain months of the year, usually in the summer months. You have our Grill and Chills, which have full menu items. You might have a mall location that's really Orange Julius and some treat with some hot dogs. So there's a lot of variety to our menu. Mm. So we have to, our learning management system has to accommodate all of those different menu types and all that training. Not as you said, also with the fact that we've got we've got to um, train all the all the crew and all the staff in other countries as well. So Canada menu is a little different than the United States menu. We have stores in Mexico and the Caribbean. We have stores in China, which we haven't rolled out yet, but that's definitely on our roadmap. So there's definitely some complexity to our system that makes our learning management system complex as well. I bet. I bet. And so, uh, you know, when you're you're rolling that content out, is there uh, is there like a certain type of content that you start with that's the most important? Like, I guess you rolled that LMS out when you looked at all the content you could roll out. You know, was it about compliance? Was it like starting a business? What, what what type of content was the most important um, to to get out there? So there's really, I would say, two. One. We definitely have a compliance aspect of it because we have manager certification requirements that our managers must meet legally in order for a store to be maintained. So that's a piece of it, that manager certification process and then being able to go on and study, um, take the exams and the skills assessments online so that they that their their completions um, trickle down into our legal department. So that's definitely something that we needed to set up right away. The other is crew training. We have, there's, you know, with any restaurant industry or QSR industry, there's always turnover. So you have new crew members starting daily, um, especially for us, our hiring season will start here soon because we're getting ready for the summer, which is our peak time. So really getting somebody in there and having a really quick access for a 15, 16-year-old crew member to get started, uh, easy access to our learning content, um, food safety and our orientation lessons, but then starting to work in their work area, whether for us it's a grill or a chill. We need to provide something very easy for them where they don't have to take a lot of time to get to know the system. It needs to be pretty self-explanatory so they can just get started and be on the floor pretty quickly. Wow. Wow. And, and uh, you know, I've heard in other franchises that there's always a delay from, like, kind of hiring to getting somebody into a, a system and, and getting them started right away. Do you have that same challenge, you know, with, with people starting every day, or is, is it just instant day one they already have access to uh, the, the training that they need? Manager, well, our franchisees really are responsible for setting up people in our system. So uh, we have our homemade user management system that we, it, it, it kind of gives them access to our intranet and other sites that we manage. Mm -hmm. So a franchisee really needs to go in and add them. And then we have an automatic system as soon as they are added to that system to our intranet, they are automatically pushed into our LMS. So it's within 15 to 20 minutes that they have a registration and can log into our LMS. So it's pretty quick for them to do that. Wow, excellent. Excellent. And what does it mean? Uh, what does it mean by joint employer? What does that term mean with with franchises? And does that impact you in your in your daily life? It absolutely impacts us, and that's definitely one of the challenges that we have. Is joint employer rules maintain that the 
franchisee really has to be responsible for HR functions. There needs to be a very clear line between the franchisee and the franchisor. So we, in essence, cannot dictate HR functions. We can, we can provide recommendations. We can provide best practices. But the franchisee needs to be responsible. The, the crew members and their staff need to understand and recognize that they are employed by the franchisee, not by International Dairy Queen for us. Mm -hmm. So it's an important line that needs to be drawn, which presents a challenge to us because we can provide training, but we can't dictate that the franchisees must use this training. It's not a mandatory program. So for us, we have to make it enticing enough for, the, the, for them to want to use it, but we can't dictate it. Um, so that's definitely something that we have to work through anytime we make updates to the system, anytime we're trying to figure out the process and the best program that we can present to our franchisees. We have to keep joint employer in mind to make sure that that line is very clear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you say you draw that line, uh, I understand legally, but to communicate that, it, it, it's that, what's that text, like you just constantly try to reinforce that into your materials, is that how you accomplish that? or? Yeah, we try to reinforce that, it's especially important on our, our recruiting, we're actually just getting ready to roll out a system-wide recruiting site, and even on that, it's very clear for the crew members when they first applied for the job to say, um, you are applying for this specific franchisee, not for International Dairy Queen. Nice. Um, training, anything that we provide to our franchisees, once again, it's it's an optional program for them. We we you know we kind of send out to them that this is available for them, but we don't we cannot mandate it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we can mandate is that we have a certain number of managers that need to be certified per location. Nice. How they get certified or how they study for their certification is completely up to the franchisee. Mm -hmm. We provide that information for them to study, but that is certainly a franchisee um, right to choose to use our program or to use their own program. That's a, that's a really interesting challenge because with your own employees, of course, you can just tell them to do something or they're fired and so it really makes the, that's exactly right. the, the, the stick a very effective tool. But, you know, from, you know, from the outside looking into to your business, it seems like it's hard to maintain standards of, of quality if you can't force people through training, you know, which really provides an interesting right. challenge for you uh, on how to... And my, my own theory about it, too, is I feel like franchisees take their own training programs very personally. It's very personal to them. So how we put forth training in our LMS may not be exactly how they do training in the store. And so since we can't dictate it, we have to try to work around our franchisees and how they train. We've found that we really have kind of two camps of franchisees and how they do training. And our system has to try to accommodate both. We have some franchisees who really like our LMS and really want it to be very prescriptive. They want to log in. They, we call it follow the bouncing ball training. They want to know exactly what they want to do, what they need to do in exactly the order they need to do it. They just have to follow the bouncing ball and do clicks. They don't want to have to browse around. Um, they don't want to have to guess at training. They just want our LMS to walk them through step by step. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely one camp of franchisees that we have. The other one we have is, is almost exactly opposite. They really don't want us to tell them what order to take training in. They don't want 
they don't want us to dictate. They don't want a prescription. They want to be able to browse around. They want to be able to have that flexibility to have their staff train in what order they want them to. So one of the biggest challenges we have is being able to accommodate both learning styles um, and, and be able to provide an environment for both of those franchisees to be able to say, you can use the same system regardless of what camp you're in. Wow. And that's certainly a challenge. You know, it's interesting. I think in Camp 1, you know, you'd find a lot of practitioners that are familiar with the prescribed route, you know, which is a very employee, you know, mindset to just prescribe it and lay it out in the most efficient way that you can. But how do you go about accommodating Camp 2? What, what's, uh, what's your mentality there to, to provide them that uh, exploratory or experiential type learning experience? So we have the ability just to create a library for our users and um, create courses and lessons. They, they can search for a lot of different materials. We have, I, I would guess, three to 400 materials out on our site, that, both for lessons, for e-learning lessons, for resource materials and PDFs that they can print. So they have the ability to search through our program. And we also created an index for them, so they can very easily go into this index, kind of like you would at the back of the book, and look for something very specific, and it will do a direct link to that specific material that you're looking for. So we give them the ability to browse around so that they don't have to follow our prescribed order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Do you, do you think that potential franchisees, I, I don't know how much uh, you're expanding still as an organization, but it, it, is the training program something that you use to attract new franchisees, uh, franchisees to invest in, in Dairy Queen versus some other uh, type of, of franchise organization? Do you see that coming into play or, or not really? I would say in a roundabout way it is because we really think that our LMS is one of the very first things that our crew members see. So as, a, as, a, as one of our goals is to be an employer of choice. And so if this is one of the very first things that a brand new crew member will see, then in order to create that employer of choice environment, the learning management system is a big piece of that. Um, so in most of our, we've done some independent research that says a lot of our employees are actually referrals from other employees. So if we can make the learning management system a very positive experience from day one for new crew members, they'll tell their, friend, their friends and it'll be easier to get choice employees and to get top talent. So if we can make that process easier, then I believe that feeds into becoming a more attractive franchise. I see. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. And I saw on your resume uh, that uh, uh, your LinkedIn resume that you integrated some, you know, gaming strategies or gamification strategies, or at least starting to. Uh, you know, how are you, how are you thinking about uh, tying that into the overall strategy? So one of the big things we've done a lot of gamification research over the last year, and, and that's one of the big things we want to add to our system to, to increase the engagement. Uh, one of our concerns is that we have 
crew members who are coming through, you know, in their first week or two and they'll complete their training and then they don't ever come back into the learning management system. We post new materials. We have LTOs, uh, limited time offers, mm -hmm. um, that we post new videos and new information about. So we want to try to re-engage them to come back in and we believe that the gamification strategies will help with that. So we are starting to introduce more of the gamification strategies, uh, including levels so, you know, a crew member can go up a level. If they pass food safety, they can move up to a level. If they pass their chill training, they can move up a level, um, including more game-based learning, including uh, contests, which our LMS has the ability to do contests and badges. So that's something that as we get more mature with our training process, we want to be able to add in those elements to it. Excellent, excellent. I can't wait to hear about your... Your, your progress, everything that you said, I'm nodding up and down because uh, you, know, you have to use something, uh, the content or the experience and a combination of both really to entice those, those voluntary users. And in my experience, nothing entices me like actually getting a reward of uh, some way or another. Maybe a, yeah. a badge might be a, a great, you know, a free Sunday would be even better or, you know, things like that. So we see, a, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, creative rewards as a way to, uh, you know, you know, for limited time offers is a great example of, of getting your whole store to uh, certify quicker or take training quicker, you know, for a group bonus or things like that. So there's a lot of opportunities in other industries uh, that we see uh, tying that next step of contest. So that's pretty cool. What If you had a, uh, you know, if you had to say, I don't know, one or two or three LMS features that you think are just critical for franchise, I guess it doesn't mean they're not critical anywhere else, but, you know, things that are really critical for you, what how would you prioritize this? Sounds like organizational management, perhaps. Yeah, I would say our LMS vendor has the ability to create what they call content pages, which are HTML, CSS pages. Mm -hmm. And we have really customized the look and feel of our environment to match who's logging into the system. And I would say that's the biggest piece that I feel like is the most beneficial for a franchisee because crew members on their first day need a much different message than shift leaders who need a much different message than store managers who are going through a certification process who even need a different message than store managers who have been there for five years and who are already certified and who are more tenured. So the ability to create our custom content pages really allows us to target the person and the, and the user and do specific use cases for that user. So we, okay, this person is a crew member and they haven't completed food safety. Here's the message they need to see. Mm -hmm. uh, versus, oh, this is a store manager and their tenure and they've already been certified. This is the message they need to see. This is the content they need to see. Um, so it's really handy to be able to turn pages on and off, to, per to turn content on and off. That helps us even with our menu types so that people who are working in a store that only sells Orange Julius, they don't have to see our grill lessons. Mm -hmm. We really have to customize it for the person and for the role and also for the store itself. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. And when you customize that, uh, I mean, I'm getting too geeky on you, but is that being, <laughs> is that being driven by, you know, when the new employee gets entered into that uh, user, homegrown user management system that you said, or is, uh, you know, like, how do you drive where they get placed? That I guess that's just happening when the manager enters them in. They say what their job role and title is, and, and then you start tailoring from there. 
That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, we actually, right now, we dictate that by their job role. So when they answer them into the user management, they have to specify if they're crew versus manager versus shift lead versus a trainer. Uh. Um, and our, our LMS will change based on that. We are getting ready to, as we're increasing our gamification aspects in the LMS, we're getting ready to change that so it's not just their job role, but it's also their, their lesson completions. Mm. So we can say, oh, they're a crew member and also they've completed food safety, then they see this. Cool. Um, so that's certainly a change that we're making to our system. Nice. That's a nice enhancement. That'll really give you some mm -hmm. targeted flexibility uh, to do things like that. So how does how does the challenge and, you know, I, all I'm reading, I, my, my email inbox and LinkedIn feed and everything is just lighting up with this general data protection regulation uh, coming out of the European Union. And... Uh, I'm just curious to see how, you know, doing business across all these international lines, you know, how does that impact your thinking and, and, and different data privacy requirements like, uh, of all different sorts, I guess, uh, being driven around the world? Is, is that something that is a daily challenge or something that, that's not? It's something that we had to consider when we first set up the LMS, but Dairy Queen isn't actually in Europe, so we can bypass some of those regulations. Uh, I will say we do have a lot of stores in China, and we are getting ready this year or maybe early next year to bring in the, our China locations into our LMS, and we've already started talking about their specific security requirements that we haven't had to do for U.S. locations. So it, it's, it, it's not a been a big deal for us yet, but I, it will be by the end of this year. So it's certainly going to be an interesting uh, 12 months for us as we as we wade through all that. Mm -hmm. Boy, I'm interested to understand the progress in that too. That's uh, you should write some blogs for us uh, here over the <laughs> over the next year on your your, your progress. How about from? A... I will keep, I will keep some notes about how it goes. <laughs> okay, great. Everybody can uh, hopefully learn from your progress. How about from a localization standpoint? Do you have to put the content in? Uh, different languages, or do you take a strategy of, of primarily English? We have m most of our content in French, Canadian, and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so in that homegrown user management system, they can mark what language preference they have, mm -hmm. and then that will feed into our LMS. And it, the LMS itself is translated, and then we have, when available, they'll see the translated content. A lot of our LTOs, because they're 30-day LTOs, there's just not the ROI for those to be translated, so a lot of those are English only. Um, but, but for most of our core items, we certainly do translate. Mm -hmm. Well, you said the magic words to the talented learning uh, audience here or the magic acronym of ROI, uh, which is something uh, you know, we think about a lot uh, here at Talented Learning of, of trying to turn the, the new tie of new learning technology to actual outcomes. Uh, which we believe there's there's a direct linkage that that's measurable. Uh, so I'm curious to see how you know how intensive uh, or not intensive, I guess, on measuring the outcomes. Like, do you are you able to see, for example, uh, a restaurant do better on an LTO based on more of their people taking training or less? Or just curious to see what kind of metrics matter to you from a, a reporting standpoint that you're using uh, at Dairy Queen. So it's funny you say that because we just started working on a, on a white paper on that because we started to do, we have a, a customer service survey that our customer experience survey that our um, 
consumers can fill out. And so we've just started to try to correlate the two pieces of data. Um, are more people who are taking the, the information in our LMS, does that correlate to a stronger performance for our LTOs? So we just started to pull that data, both the usage data from the LMS and our customer experience survey data from our system, and trying to match those up. We've tried to do it system-wide to say, is there a direct correlation between the number of logins to our system versus um, our customer service or customer experience survey? And there's not a direct correlation, but there's a whole, whole lot of other factors to consider. So then that's when we started to kind of really drill into, okay, well, let's look at something a little bit more specific. So we just started on that process as well. Once again, it should be interesting to see how that pans out in the next couple months. Mm -hmm. Well, now that you have a new uh, technological infrastructure to, to tie all this together, it'll open up a whole new series of opportunities for delivery, engagement, and measurement that you know you wouldn't get with uh, previously. Uh, so that'll uh, or, or or not as well. I, I think that's uh, the modern learning systems are, are pulling those pieces together. And yeah, personal right. fascination of mine is just to see you know what it's worth. You know, if in just the little it's hard to measure it's hard to measure but in the littlest ways with 6000 stores if you can find anything to measure you know be uh, any little factor between those who have and those who haven't you can start to build value uh, in, in everybody's eyes or so goes my theory anyway um, yeah and one of my theories is something we uh, also on our roadmap is you know we have internal staff that works our field trainers or in our um, what we call business consultants that work with individual stores. And I'm interested to see if logins for internal staff correlates to logins for our franchisees. So do we have our internal staff, if they're logged in and they're very engaged with the system itself, does that affect our franchisees? My theory is yes. Uh, and if we can run some metrics and some data, then that's going to help us internally so that we can train our own internal staff about the, the LMS and the system to say, if you're more comfortable and if you log in, here's what your franchisees pull from that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. And uh, that leads right to a question. I know we're, we're starting to run short on time, so just a couple more quick questions. You know, from a content perspective, do you find that there's uh, – uh, joint content, I guess, for your employees and for your franchisees. Do you develop once and use for both, or because of that, uh, you know, because of that joint employer line, do you do you keep the two content types really separate? We develop once and it used for both systems, but we have a completely separate system for our own corporate compliance courses and our own corporate training. Um, we don't use our franchisee LMS for corporate training, but when it comes to product training, um, our, our field staff does have access into our LMS so they can watch the same videos that our franchisees watch. Interesting, interesting. And do you need to employ off-the-shelf content for your franchisees? Do you do you offer that service to them or that library to them, or is it only proprietary content? It's mostly proprietary content. Uh, we, we have very specific products and processes that apply to Dairy Queen system. So we develop internally with some developers that we have here on staff, or we will outsource to vendors who will create the content for us. But we have yet to buy anything off the shelf to post. Not to say we haven't thought about it in terms of manager training, food safety. There's some good content out there that we have talked about exploring a little bit more, but so far everything's been um, 
been done custom. Mm -hmm. And do you use um, do you use like authoring tools to do that, uh, or LCMS? Mostly Storyline 360. Storyline. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow, great. Great. Well, thanks. Uh, uh, as we run up uh, to the last question here, any parting advice uh, you want to give to any organizations that are getting started in, in franchise learning or, or training franchisees? Any last bits of wisdom? You know, I think, yeah, I think it's just best to, there's a lot of different sides that you have to consider, and I think it's best to understand what all those sides are. For us, it was really important to get franchisees. We have a focus group going when we first started this process. We had a pilot program. We And we're not perfect yet. Uh, I guess that's my other piece of advice is, for us, it's never done. Our LMS has, has been live for a year and a half, so but it's not done and never will be. And that's what I always tell our franchisees and always tell our internal staff is, we get feedback all the time and it's a continuous improvement cycle for us. So we make changes on a regular basis to continue to try to meet our franchise needs. So we get their input at the beginning. We've continued to get their input. We can, we will continue to get their input. They are not afraid to email us and tell us how to feel. <laughs> so we just, but it's our job then to evolve and adapt the program to, to meet what they're trying to do. And, you know, and keep that line of we want to put out the best product we have available. And so there's some definitely training strategies we need to keep in mind. But we also want to try to meet the needs of our franchisees. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, words of wisdom. Uh, it's a, a process, not an event. Uh, it's maybe my takeaway there of franchise it's learning. An we call it an evolution. An evolution yes. rather than an event. And so Correct. I think in all things in life, that's a good way to look at it, and especially today in, in today's agile environment. Just keep on making those improvements. So, well, anyway, Chris, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time. Uh, it's great to learn. Uh, but I'm sure everybody here uh, that's listening has learned things they haven't considered before. And, and so I really appreciate you sharing uh, all that information with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Great. Well, uh, that's it, folks. Have a great day, everyone. And you can find uh, more resources at talenttolearning.com.